Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 30. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, see podcast. you next week. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we skipped an episode. I didn't even need to say that. No one would probably have noticed. Right. Well, we didn't skip one. We delayed it. Because of Mass Destruction Metal Fest chaos. Hell yeah. And you missed it. Uh, sucks to be you. Yeah. There's another one next year. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go into it. Uh, we did Rot World. Animal Man and Swamp Thing 12 through 18. Yep. I don't know if you read the Frankenstein Agent of Shade. No, I didn't. Yeah. So, apparently there's three issues of Frankenstein Agent of Shade that ties into the whole Rot World. Oh. I was not Story. aware. It's you didn't need it. Okay. It was kind of cool. Yeah. I'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay. And those were written by who? Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire. Uh, we've covered Jeff before. Yep. Uh, I don't think we've ever done anything with uh, Scott's. I don't think we have. No. Yeah. Well, they're both really good writers. And this is the new Fifty Two release of the Animal Man and right thing. Uh, and I fucking love it. Yes, I. Uh, it's like oh, it's one of my favorite crossover uh, books, like out of DC, Marvel. Just period. Yeah, it's it's a great crossover. There's a lot of things to like about it. Yeah, and I'm gonna try my damnedest to not just go down like a list of things I like. <laughs> like I like this, 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 this in the podcast. <laughs> but I will start out to say. The number one thing I like that I think you would like also are the creature designs of the Rotlings and oh, the Rot yeah. Monsters. Oh, yeah. It's like total body horror shit. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's fucking great. <laughs> but I will say, Anton, um, what's his last name? Arcane? Oh, yeah, Anton Arcane. His initial form was pretty dull. Yeah. He's just a pink baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just an ugly pink baby. <laughs> That's terrifying. Though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But it's like, for someone who's the avatar of rot, <laughs> to <laughs> appear as a <laughs> little pink baby. Yeah. It was, I don't know. Man sized pink baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little disappointing. But, but uh, later on, <sighs> he gets like little exoskeleton y type stuff and like sword arm bone shit. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So he made it for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and we didn't see as much of it through Animal Man and Swamp Thing, but in the Frankenstein story, Frankenstein is like specifically hunting colossal rock monsters. Oh no shit. Yeah. There's one point where he's like on an island, and then these robot ladies, Amazonian type ladies, come up and where he did some shit, and we're like. Not humans and not robots, so we're fine. And it turns out the island that he's on was a huge-ass rock creature. <laughs> and they're like, we didn't know! And then he absorbed them in a weird Wait, thing. What? what? And, and he turned all these robot lady people things into swords. And then hacked up the island creature <laughs> with swords. Frankenstein did this. Frankenstein did this. <laughs> it's great. Okay, <laughs> I need to read this now. 
It was so great, in fact. <laughs> like, none of this is needed for the Rot World story right. to make sense. But it was just ridiculous. And he has a whole army of people with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? <laughs> I liked it so much that I went back and put, like, the first part of it, War yeah. of the Monsters, on a list for later down the line. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. I- I'm looking forward to reading this now. Yeah. Uh, do you know who it was written by? Uh, someone. Sounds good. I want to say like a Matt or a Mark. A name I hadn't heard before. Yeah. So. Okay. Fair. Uh, so, quick overview about Rot World. Basically, uh, we got the red, which is the animal people. And we got the green, which is the swamp people. Or, no, plant people. Yeah. And then... Uh, this this rot world it's it's introducing this uh, new faction called well the rot which is you know all the decaying bullshit cool stuff yeah. and it's uh, all in balance it was supposed to be until uh, events that preceded rot world where uh, the rot you know gains a shit ton of power and essentially takes over the entire world and and it's really these are differing forces of nature mm-hmm. and what i really liked about it is because you have the plant force of nature the animal force of nature and the decay force of nature and like you said balance whatever it's the, it ends up becoming that no single one of these forces of nature are true good versus a true evil right, right? they're it's all just, necessary they're all necessary it's just that rot happened to be run by an avatar guy that was a dick. Yeah, he's an evil dick. Yeah, evil. <laughs> and hey, look, he's pink too. Yeah, <laughs> just like all evil dicks. <laughs> Some are orange. <laughs> Some are orange. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it follows the story of um, Buddy Baker and uh, uh, Alec Hall and the the Swamp Thing, and they jump into a portal to the Rot. They do. Uh, oh, I was just, I don't know, my, my brain's just like completely scattered right now, but I just want to say, poor Buddy Baker. <laughs> yeah. He's the saddest sack of shit <laughs> in all of comic, well, maybe not all comics, but like he, his story is just like, he just, he gets screwed. Big time. Like over and over again. <laughs> He helps save the universe, and his son dies, and his wife leaves him. Yeah. Because of it. <laughs> essentially. All right, buddy. Yeah. All right. It's like, oh, Jesus, fuck, man. It is, and, and, and then what? Uh, uh, I, and this, it, like, it happens to Buddy Baker over and over again. Because mm-hmm. I remember uh, reading in um, Morrison's run, like, tons of shit horrible shit happens to him there too and it's like every time I read Animal Man it's just like you're a sad sad man who's just doing his best to be you know a superhero and be good and help mankind and life is just fucking you over and over again <laughs> yeah and you and just, just keep doing it yeah and you just what a mm, he's like Sisyphus man he's a hero yeah he's a true hero <laughs> yeah. fuck Superman <laughs> Batman whatever your parents died yeah, get over it. <laughs> Buddy Baker's here, like just getting his life put put into like a uh, a mulcher, like over and over, over and over again. 
And he still gets up, puts on his weird little suit, (laughs) (laughs) and turns into, you know, uh, animal-human hybrid and and beats the bad guys. I like that he, in, um, in a couple parts, he did, like, a couple weird... Different animal. Oh, yeah. At the same time, hybrids. Yeah. I think one of them was when he was in, oh, what was it? The Living City. What's that thing's name? Oh, uh, shit. Anyway, it looked really cool because it was basically a huge int. Yeah. In a nutshell, like a demon int. Yeah. And I thought it looked amazing. And then he was like, I'm going to be a termite. Never mind, here's a badger arm. (laughs) And then when he got inside, there was just like an old man wrapped up in a blankie. Just chilling in there. And I thought it was really cool that this gigantic living city monstrosity is being run by a dude all cozy. <laughs> Leave me alone. And then whack. And he's defeated. Now, there's the in- interesting thing about his uh, power set. Okay, so because, what you you also have Beast Boy who can turn into animals, right? Right. But Animal Man, like, can just, like, kind of morph parts of himself. Right. He doesn't have to turn, like... Or commit all the way to any particular animal. Whereas Beast Boy yeah. does. And it's a big red animal. What, or right. Not necessarily big, but a red animal. Yeah. But that <laughs> that got me thinking. Alright, so you can just like turn random body parts into like animals or whatever, right? Do you think like if <laughs> if he's ever given himself a cloaca <laughs> <laughs> because he was too constipated? <laughs> Yes, and pass the poop. Yes, so he's like, all right, we'll just mix some, uh, <laughs> mix some urine in there, shake it all up, <laughs> squirt it out, and we're good. Yeah, yeah, I, he has. He told me <laughs> that he did that. <laughs> but that's the other, uh, the other really cool thing about him is like, essentially, he could take on aspects of animals and still retain the human form. Yes, right? yes. So really, like, if he gets ejected out of space, it's like, all right, tardigrade time. I'm invincible. There you go. Yeah, I'll just go into hibernation. <laughs> uh, nuclear bomb. Uh, cockroach time. <laughs> Radiation, no problem. But the only weak, the, the one weakness is... <laughs> Imagine if he actually accidentally give himself, like, a cockroach brain. Yes. How does he turn back? He doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah, like the minute he fucks with his brain, it's like, no, you're stuck there forever. I just want an animal man story where he encounters some whatever, and then he, he needs to switch. He's like, all right, horse time. <laughs> and then he turns into a horse. Every time he transforms something, he goes, animal time. <laughs> <laughs> Like his his little call right. call sign or whatever that that oh man battle cry I'm a little time. disappointed that that wasn't written into part of his character <laughs> or maybe it was at some point I don't know I haven't read a lot of uh, Animal Man I could see that being something in the seventies that yeah. happened absolutely <laughs> I don't truck yeah <laughs> how how did you feel about socks. Uh, Socks is a fun little sidekick that I want to see more often. I don't know if Socks is a sidekick. Yeah. I think Socks has a high-ranking red status. 
I really like socks. Yeah. Very cute, but then very wise. Yeah. And it's just interesting to me that these, uh, what are they called? Uh, shit, we just said them. Like the red and the green and the rot. These. Oh, elements. Elements. Yeah. yeah. Sure. These elements have their own parliament. Mm-hmm. They have their own, in a sense, governing structure. Right. Which tells me that they're not very good at, uh, what is, god damn it, what's that word? Relationship between nations. Policy. I'm saying words that are close to it. Foreign relations. relations. Close enough. Yeah. (laughs) They're not good at that. They're not good at politics. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Because, I mean, the red and the green don't really... No. Communicate. They end up working together, Mm -hmm. obviously, and they live in harmony, but they don't ever formulate a plan. They just show up together at the end there, and they're, all right, let's kill the rat. And And I guess, like, so would the avatars be like the diplomats? Is that what they are? I I would think the avatars are the diplomats, and then the parliament is who chooses. Right. Yeah, Yeah, because they give they give Swamp Thing at the end the options like you want to bail or you want to stick around, right? You know, so they give and they even chose at the end. Spoilers, haha. Abby to be the avatar of Rot because Uncle's being a douche, Mm -hmm. so he's got to go. So they have the power to decide who gets to be the avatar of their domain. Right. They just couldn't get rid of um, Arcane. Yeah. Is, yeah, because... Yeah. So, yeah, I guess foreign relations would be very difficult if if you, your parliament can't directly interact with yeah. the other parliament. <laughs> you have to rely on uh, Sandman. Yeah, that's right. This, and... this depressed asshole <laughs> and then this other kind of narcissistic scientist guy yeah. a little bit yeah <laughs> who's just like love struck now yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like all right we gotta rely on these two shitheads <laughs> and hopefully they'll you know communicate well our intentions and all that shit but well uh, it's, it's interesting yeah. and they don't really go into much detail on that i just thought there could have been some weird ass follow up to this as a nation building saga of the green, red, and rot. It's the the UN of elements. <laughs> yeah. United Nation of Elements. Yes. Oh shit. It was confusing to me a little bit, getting back to the core of the story. So Arcane was in the world as we know it in the New 52, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was planting rot or something in Cliff in an animal man's family or whatever the hunters yeah yeah so how did the hunters get here did arcane open a portal i think so for the hunters to get here and the hunters are fucking around yeah. then he fucked off back to the rot which is a different universe i think so or well, a dimension yeah I, I guess it's like a dimension okay yeah and so then animal man and swamp thing go into that dimension to Kill Arcane so he stops opening portals. Right. And then to keep 
more rot spreading through to their dimension, mm -hmm. right? So red and green are our dimension. They're, no. They don't have their own dimensions? No, they do. Okay. Um, because what? Uh, the part, they, they have like a physical space. That's the Parliament of Trees and all yeah. that stuff. But then they, well, there's also the, the weird spiritual realm, whatever. Yeah. That's So I'm yeah. a little confused, which is why I bring it up, of where these are taking place. Yeah. I know they all coexist in some fashion. I just didn't know. Maybe I just didn't comprehend. Yeah, um, I think each each particular element has its own little dimension, sub-dimension. Okay. And then they also have locations within the world. Like, uh, the rot would be that castle behind yep. the door. Yep. Uh, and then uh, green is in Louisiana, I forget where red's little weird sky party thing is. Okay. Yeah. So, they have their own dimensions, and then they all work from their dimensions into our dimension. Right. The new 52 dimension. Right. Okay. So it's and like... And that's where the balance comes in. Yeah. Okay. And, and to bring in the, the, you know, to bring this all together, uh, these separate dimensions are like uh, individual nations, right? And then the actual physical locations of the parliaments of green, red, and rot on the earth is the embassies. There you go. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if that is necessarily true, but I'm going to go Probably with it. Probably not. I, it makes sense to me. And Snyder... And Lemire aren't here to dispute it, so nope. fuck them. Exactly. That's what it is. It's that's <laughs> yep. Uh, so so DC, the next time you 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 guys are writing about the uh, the green and the red and the rot, you got to come and consult us. Yes, because we know what's going on, and Scott and Jeff don't. We came <laughs> up with this idea. Yes. Um, where's our <laughs> royalties? <laughs> Also, I'm going to go back to him too. Frankenstein became Green Fucking Lantern. What? Oh yes, yes he did. <laughs> he did. Oh yeah, because because with every like major event, somebody has to become a Green Lantern. Yeah, and and Frankenstein got it. Yeah, and that was goddamn ridiculous, <laughs> and I love it. And I went looking to see if there was more Frankenstein Green Lantern story. I didn't look too hard, mm -hmm. because that sounds like a ridiculous story that I'd love to read. Hell yeah. So, I didn't see that it existed. I think they just kind of left it. Yeah. Uh, maybe in this Frankenstein series, it goes for an issue or two, and it resolves. Yeah. But Frankenstein as Green Lantern, leading an army of patchwork critters, this sounds like a great story. That would be fucking fantastic. Because he, he got it to where this device, I forget what he called it, basically zombifies you in a nutshell so that you don't get affected by the rot. It's like, you can't rot us because we're huh. zombies. And it's like, but zombies? I, I didn't understand how it worked, but I liked yeah. it. Because they were already dead, the rot couldn't fuck with them. And there was a point right. where he was with humans, or with uh, red folk, and he's like, ah, we don't want to be brainless zombies or something like that. And it was fun. Yeah. It, they, it's a little fast and loose with the, the whole, like, rotting dead stuff. Yeah, no, it's fun. I don't give a yeah. fuck. It was a blast. It's, it's, 
And, and the giant bat robot. <laughs> yeah. Fueled by, by essentially like super fertilizer. Yes. They just got some miracle Grow. I really like Swamp Thing's miracle Grow backpack. Oh, hell yeah. It With just, a bang set up? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, hell yeah. That, just, so that cool. works. Let's go for it. He like sprouts like majestic angel wings and like a sword and shield and all that shit. And, and cool little horn thingies. Right. Yeah. And man, Swamp Thing's so fucking cool. <laughs> he is. Uh, but he, he always just follows his heart to misadventure. And he does. Just needs to throw that away. Just become the Swamp Thing you were meant to be. Right. Your humanity? No. You don't need that. No, get rid of it. Yeah. In, in fact, like, you know, after the events, it's, it's pretty much all gone. Yeah. <laughs> you literally are just plant now. So, you know, you can forget about, you know, all, all your human emotions or whatever. Just take care of the greens. Yes. All the spinach needs your love. Mm-hmm. The album this time is Zud, A Wilderness Left Untamed. They're out of Maine. This album... Is, was put out in 2017 by themselves. I think they've always just put out their own shit. Yeah, just self-release stuff. And it is rock and roll tinged black metal. Mm-hmm. Or black metal tinged rock and roll. Okay, yeah. It's a better way to put yeah. it. My initial like thoughts or thought on this album is uh, it's so much better than what Destroyer 666 has been doing. Yeah. I, I could... Yeah. My thought was... This is what Midnight would like to be. Okay, yeah. Which isn't true. Midnight wants to be Motorhead. Well... You know, but... Their songs are... Whatever. This actually, at least for the first half of the album, has some interesting things happening. And oh, it's yeah. not just speed metal, basically. Right. Like that, uh, the intro to the first song, it's like... It's actually really chaotic before it like settles down. And I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain I'm not good with with equipment, but something with the tone of their guitar sounds unique to me. I haven't heard something that sounds as it almost sounds like there's I don't know like a reverb or an echo on their little bluesy guitar solo yeah, stuff. I hadn't really heard that before. Yeah. It just sounds interesting. I per- personally really enjoy um, the bass. Yeah. It's uh, it's right up front. You, uh, you can hear every fucking note. And it's, it's fucking fantastic. It's, I didn't like this album as much as the first album, sp- specifically because of the song Skull Shaped Bell. Yeah. Like, I saw them live at Shadow Woods, and that song hooked me. I bought their album. I saw him alive again at Shadowwoods again. It's like, oh, this is great. And so I was expecting more of the same, and it really is more of the same. But that song makes me like the first album more. <laughs> I do like the song titles on this album, though, or at least some of them. Yeah. There's one that was The Last Few Fucks to Give <laughs> was one of the song titles. And there was one other one, too. Um, shit, I can't remember now. There are some funny song titles. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall it's just a, it's a fun album to listen to. And um, what the, the full album is about like 
fifty-ish minutes it's, long, but it doesn't really feel that way because like it's just fun the entire time. Right. Well, the last two tracks though shouldn't have been where they were placed. I feel. Yeah. Like there's that. So the second to last track is a. I don't know what to call it. Maybe like a Middle Eastern type of sound. Mm. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't like rock and roll. Yeah. And it was kind of a trippy thing. That could have been shifted up earlier in the album. Yeah. Because the last two tracks, I'm just like, oh, these are cool, but I'm done listening. Right. So that would have been cool. It doesn't make me wonder, like, you know, how bands go about, you know, picking the order of the songs uh, for their album. I don't know. How do you do it? Uh, well, I haven't done it yet, so I don't really know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But but it is something on the back of my mind. It's like, okay, so once we're done with these songs, like, we gotta have, we got to figure this shit out. Right. And I just, I don't really know. Well, I mean, that that's part of the answer then, right? Yeah. At least in your case, you're, you don't go into it with a plan ahead of time. Right. You have these songs written, and you didn't write them in a specific order or structure. So that's not how you do it. I'm sure there are bands that do. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's a concept album, right? right? So. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, the only idea I have in mind is like, okay, first song, it's got to be a punch in the face. Get people hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then after that, it's like, fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> you should do... What Iced Earth did on something wicked, where it's like fast song ballad, fast song ballad, fast <laughs> song ballad. ballads though. Just uh, normal song, weird song, normal song, normal weird song. song. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Know. <laughs> do we have normal songs? We got normal ish songs. Yeah. Do so that. Less weird. Yes. More weird. Yes. Just do that. I think Maybe less weird, less weird, weird, less weird, less weird, weird. <laughs> Give a little break between yeah. the weirdness. I, I don't know. It's like in my head, it's like because uh, for the demo, I I, ha- I added one little like transitional track thing. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe the idea for the album is how do I order these songs so I don't have to write as many of those. <laughs> That's, I'm with you. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> but those are fun too. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I don't like it when um, albums like. Are inundated with them. It's just like I, I get like maybe this song doesn't go into that one like perfectly, so you need something there. But like something like um, uh, shit, which, which fucking pestilence album, testimony of the ancients. Okay, there's a shit ton of those like, just like throwaway tracks in between. Right, songs. right. It's like, that's too much, man. Too much. But yeah, Zud. Check it out. Good rock and roll yeah. with... Do you know they're still active? I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, they just haven't like released anything since. Yeah. yeah. And it's... I had heard... Oh, where what? So this may not be a correlation. But, but it, it seems... is a causation. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> There was, I had, someone had told me, and it may have been Tommy, 
that there was an old zine called Zud. Okay. And it was written or put out or something. Somehow this guy was involved with it. He was like a... And it, I've never, obviously never met the person. But in this other person's words, he's kind of like an older weirdo, drifter kind of guy. And not that being a drifter is a weirdo. It's just that he was a weirdo that was also a drifter. <laughs> <laughs> and he would put out a zine of all this underground stuff. And then years later, the band of the same name comes out. And I'm curious if it's the same weirdo drifter guy or not. <laughs> when we when I saw them, I don't remember seeing anyone particularly old. old but right? The, I mean, from what I recall, they it's also hard to like you can't really see their faces. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious. And and the fact that they're doing their own releases. And even when I bought their CD, it was they didn't go to a like a pressing plant to make that CD booklet. That was like a handmade weird cardboard thing. Yeah. It was cool. I really liked it. I'd never seen anything like it. So I could see him huh. being involved. And I want to say I tried to look up the zine and the logo was very similar. Really? I think. So I'm pretty sure there's something there, but I don't have any concrete. I should email them and find out. You should. And then tell them to come down and play. The the secret lore of Zud. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a fun little adventure to go on. You think it, maybe maybe since he's a drifter, he'll just like casually drift down. Yes. <laughs> Not his band though. Just him with an umbrella. <laughs> that has style. that has like antlers on it <laughs> and some moths. Very very aerodynamic. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a good good allegory for the red and the green. Oh yeah, that's true. He's the avatar of Zud. He's the, the avatar of Brazilian steakhouses. <laughs> <laughs> no one gonna, no one that listen to this has ever eaten there. I haven't eaten there. <laughs> I just know about it. Yeah. Awesome. Dingus and Dongus. They mock